Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. Kim, I'm feeling uh, rather smart today. I think you're kind of a smarty pants. Well, all right. Well, nobody else knows that. So please don't tell anybody. <laughs> nobody. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure everybody knows that, David. <laughs> well, only, only if they've met me or experienced me or. I heard you. Know. you. <laughs> the, the legend precedes you. Yeah, sure. Maybe that's what it is. It's kind of like my, it's kind of like my gut. It's always out there in front. It's always out there. It's a heck of a day in the neighborhood. Anyway, no, I'm feeling really smart. I listened to a podcast. End of show. There we go. That's why. <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Bye. Info sm with. Smarty pants. Hot, like, wait. <laughs> hot takes. <laughs> Let's that's just... what we should have called this, this, this show, hot takes. <laughs> Kim, we have a new guest today. We have Denise Malay, who is the findability queen of our world. She Ooh. absolutely can help everyone learn how to be found online. And she's got some pretty mad skills, David. I'm pretty sure she crosses over into the genius, both brilliantly and in effort. Hmm. But don't forget our other resident genius that's with us every time. Well, yeah, wait, what about me? Well, as as we all know what, what it means to assume, Carrie's going to be here. I'm here. I'm here. Thankfully, Carrie is here due to some technical difficulties. She almost wasn't, but she made the trip all the way from Australia, and she is now live in person <laughs> via Yay. television. And Welcome, Carrie and Denise. Thank you. Wonderful to be here. So let's let's talk about this podcast that you listened to. Whose podcast was it? I listened to a podcast by Seth Godin. His show is called Akimbo, A-K-I-M-B-O. It's worth listening to. It's an I enjoy listening to most of his episodes. What he brought to this particular episode and the episode is titled genius what he brought to the table was a question of whether or not genius is as genius does or is genius just a factor of our effort what are our initial thoughts about that so i have to confess david i've said something for a long time that a lot of people fuss at me for but i have said this for probably 20 something years. And that is, I was never smart enough to know I couldn't do something. So I did it. And then when someone told me I couldn't do it, it was too late because I'd already done it. <laughs> so I kind of agree with Seth in, in, in a lot of ways. Denise? Ow. Oh, I wish I grew up the way, well, 
I would like to have had that kind of moxie when I was younger so that I would believe I could do anything. Because I think a lot of it comes from within about what you feel like is yours to try. Giving yourself that permission to try and fail and succeed and, and go all that way doesn't come naturally. And I think if you have that, then you go along that path. So you have to get to a point somewhere where you feel comfortable trying things. And then I think you can build on that experience. So genius can come to anybody who tries things, I think. Carrie? Well, I'm going to be the ungenious, unintelligent person in the room. Not possible. <laughs> yeah, definitely possible. I think, I, I don't know, like I'm a, a little bit... I think when I was younger, probably up until the last decade, none of those things crossed my mind. Like it was just, a, you just did, you just do, you just keep going and you just keep striving for more. And there never felt like there was a limit and there never felt like things like things were not, not possible. However, at the same time, I probably have more awareness of that these days than I used to but still don't let that hold me back or stop me somehow but I guess we all have good and bad days and we have days where we go okay I'm not feeling intelligent and tomorrow I feel like I'm the smartest person on the planet and then the next day I'm not so smart <laughs> well I wonder if it really has anything to do with feeling smart or being smart or whatever it might be versus being willing. And trust me, I'm talking to me. I am trying to convince myself of everything we're getting ready to say. So, you know, I'm still trying to buy into the fact that I could be a success in something. We'll figure out what, uh, what that is later. But one of the things that Seth throws out there is talking about people. So let's bring in some ideas of, of kind of what we're talking about so our millions of listeners can understand exactly kind of where we're coming from. If Babe Ruth, I think we all have a general idea of who the great baseball player Babe Ruth, if he came on the scene today, would he be a phenomenon? Or would he just be part of the crowd or would he just be below average? What is it that made him genius? One of the things that Seth talks about is doing something new for the first time, kind of where people recognize that, oh, this is a different way than anybody's really thought about doing this before or been able to do it before. And so we apply genius as a title versus genius as a adjective. Am I using that right? So now you've got me curious, David. I have to look up. Carrie, I'm going to do your Google job for a second because I want to know the definition of genius because I feel like this is part of what we're talking about and we're, we're changing it a little bit. So I just Googled it and it's exceptional intellectual or creative power or other natural ability. So very clever or ingenious. I don't know that we don't 
open the door by our efforting and our willingness to have that kind of power. Like I, I still am on Seth's side of that. There are people who are probably smarter intellectually than others, but maybe they don't do the effort. Maybe they don't do the things that make them actually accomplish something. He, I want to read this, a quote from, from him, and I've kind of paraphrased his quote here. Each of us are born with what we're born with. Then we make a choice about what to invest in, what sacrifices we're willing to make. And that choice starts us down a path, a path that leads to, and he uses the term a ratchet. So if everybody knows what a ratchet is, a tool that when you turn it, you use the leverage of the tool. And then when you pull that back again to go at it again, you get the full power on the next push. And then you pull it back again and you get the same full range of motion to do it again. So he talks about using that ratchet and that ratchet basically says when you're pretty good or you find out that you're pretty good, you crank the ratchet and you get a little bit better. You know, David, I, I think you're you're right that 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 can be how you progress in excellence and experience mm-hmm. and and where you fit in the dynamic of sharing knowledge. I, I agree with that, but I also think there's there's the willingness to be on the outside with your intelligence because nobody calls themselves a genius. I can't imagine ever using that title myself, or I'm sure any of the Van Gogh didn't think that way, or Babe Ruth, or that is something other people label you as after you've let your intellect or your ideas out in the world. So I feel like you have to have the willingness to let what you're thinking out. And that happens by people supporting you and showing you that it's okay to let your thoughts out and that it's safe and that they're worth worth hearing. So I think there's a whole dynamic that comes with not just what you do with your skill, but how you interact with other people and it that makes it a dynamic of genius. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Carrie, give us some more exposition. Well, I... I uh, 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 uh. What time is it? <laughs> um, and I'm not cutting that out, by the way. I knew you wouldn't. I just knew you wouldn't. I, I think I'm struggling with this topic in general because I don't like the term. And not to be against anyone, anyone's thoughts or feelings on this topic, but I just, I don't use it. I don't think it's a real thing. And when I say that, I'm all for anyone giving anyone else praise in that regard. And I get that it's used quite freely, but it's like the word expert. And that's where I struggle with it because to me, genius and expert sit like side by side in that elevated ranking of a human being. And I think where I struggle with it is because then that makes others feel less than. Well, I think I'm going to, I'm going to jump on what you're saying there based on what I heard from Seth and also based on things that I've thought about too. 
I think he's having to use the word genius because that's the word that gets thrown around or in Carrie's case, doesn't get thrown around. <laughs> but I think what he's trying to say is that genius isn't something that you are. Genius is something you effort, I think is if I'm paraphrasing his whole concept. So I'm going to jump to his end kind of near the end of what he had to say is if you have a choice and that choice is believing you're a genius and believing that you're not, or that you don't have some genius, your life gets better when you believe you're a genius, meaning you're not necessarily better than everybody else. You're not Meryl Streep as an actor because Meryl Streep has some natural ability, but she has the drive to do better. She started at 12 years old. She got the opportunity to go on stage. She ratcheted that into going on stage when she was 13. She ratcheted that into going on stage when she was 14. So by the time she gets to doing her craft, she is better at it than a lot of people. And she has some innate ability, but she capitalized on that. She could have gone off to be a welder on a construction site. Maybe she would have been just as great there. So I, I, I think the idea that we're talking about is not so much, no, none of us, you know, my arm is not long enough to pat myself on the back as often as I would like to. But at the same time, we like those pats on the back. We need to pat ourselves on the back every once in a while. So I think the idea of believing that we have the ability to, to jump into the realm of genius is maybe what we're talking about. So again, trust me, I, I cannot operate as, as cocky and goofy as I am. I cannot operate in the idea and, and I'm struggling again. This is a whole, this part of this is talking to me. I am not comfortable with thinking of myself as a genius. So. But you have great experience, David. And I think what you just posited with Meryl Streep is that she capitalized on experience right. early on and had the benefit of trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, and, and building her craft. Error being key. Right. Not everybody gets that early opportunity, but I think anybody who gets an opportunity and takes it has the chance to build upon that and, and let their intellect benefit them and everybody else. Right. So I get, I'm with Carrie. Genius is not a word that but I could ever put anywhere near me. But I do believe that once you somebody encourages you to let out your thoughts and let out your intellect and you see that experience, then it gets more comfortable to continue sharing it and it builds upon it and it builds upon it. And so that's more in line with me. And uh, I think that's what a lot of real people kind of do. Does that make sense? It, it really does, Denise, because I just want a show of hands here of anyone that actually turns around in any given day or any particular time and goes, oh, look at me go. Awesome. Woohoo. You know, and, and high five and, you know, fist pump the world and all that. Like these are, these are things that occur in our lives on a regular basis. I don't go, oh, I'm a genius. It, it, it's just not a conscious thought of mine and not because I don't think I'm intelligent and not because I don't feel like I've gained plenty of experience in everything that I've done. It's just simply not a word I use and not 
not because I even consciously think not to use it. It's just simply I dull it down to the fact of, yes, awesome, yay, go me, rather than look at me type of thing. And I think, thankfully, uh, Kim did read the exact definition of that. I think we're going, quote unquote, off topic from the actual definition, which which is fine. But again, I kind of want to keep coming back to the idea that believing that you can do something different than everybody else did, because it's, it's the genius is the first time. I mean, let's say genius. Yes, he was a, an actual genius is Albert Einstein. I mean, he came up with some crazy ideas that happened. Some of them happened to be true. But then now you've got the Stephen Hawking's of the world who build on that. Is, is Stephen Hawking any less of a genius than Einstein? You know what I mean? And so there is the building there. We, we can ratchet off of others experiences and abilities, but that first person did it differently that first time. And so one of the examples that, that he gives, and I cannot remember the, the name of the person, listen to the podcast, genius. Uh, Akimbo, Seth Godin, and I've listened to an entire podcast about this composition, but I believe the composition is called 422, and it was by a uh, composer, and he came and had his orchestra together and presented it the very first time, and I'm going to perform a little bit of it right now. Ready? So it was an orchestra in a room for four minutes and 22 seconds, making no noise whatsoever. That was his composition that he, it was a minimalist era in the twenties or thirties, but that was his unique thing. And it was hailed as this odd art piece. I mean, what, what is it when we walk into an art gallery that says that's awesome art? because somebody took something out of a perspective and gave us something that we hadn't thought about before. But we swing back to the craft as well, like you were saying about Meryl Streep, because for a lot of people, it's thinking outside the box, you know, think outside the square, paint mm -hmm. outside the lines, all of mm -hmm. those kind of things that brings art and culture to life. You know, we, we walk down the street in parkland area or something and you see this sculpture and it's rusted and it's got all these weird shapes and things <laughs> and you're like and and sometimes you don't get it sometimes you kind of look at it but it's just there and it becomes part of the environment and something that we accept because we're surrounded by art and things that are created by humans and some sure they fit and they look brilliant and you know that there's a lot of thought and effort that goes into it and other times it's like you just don't like what I can't even okay sure <laughs> but that's everything that's everything in life you look at technology you look at every single industry and there's all those thoughts and feelings going around and each of us have a different perspective on what they are which is kind of what we've unpacked here about the word genius as to how different people feel about that word but David I agree with you in the respect of we should be empowering ourselves but we and I agree with Denise as well surrounding yourself with the right people to empower you as well so that we are on the positive thought and on the positive train to become 
what we want and learn what we want and become, I guess, not that I use the word, but become our own genius. I just have a, probably a really strong opinion of this because I don't think I am genius. I think I'm not afraid to try. I, I think that a lot of the things that I have done in my lifetime were things that other people did not believe I could do. And I proved otherwise because I did the efforting, as you would call it, David, and I did the thing and I was not afraid to think outside what I was told it had to be like. You know, I don't know who they are. We've talked about this before, but they set the rules. They said we needed to be certified in something. They said we needed whatever. I just don't believe that. I believe we can do what we set out to do. Um, I'm not going to hire you to do brain surgery on me if you didn't have some training, (laughs) but there most everything else is less than that. Like most everything else, if we would just make the effort we would find out we can be brilliant in things by making effort and continuing to make effort, not making effort and quitting and then going doing doing something else because that was too hard. Like I, I just feel like we have that within us. Every single person has that within them that they have the ability to make the effort to do something that's beyond what they think they can do at the moment. They can learn. But don't you also think, though, too, if I can jump on that, Kim, is that we all have catalysts in our lives that that propel us to do things. And sometimes it's to go within and sometimes it's to go without. And whether that's overcoming, I'm not going to stay in this environment, I'm getting out, I'm going to do something different, or whether it's I know I can be better I'm going to go along here until you figure out what to do. I mean, everybody has these these momentums that that kind of push you forward. And so our journeys are all different and similar in some ways. So I think there's no measurement of who's heading on that path and who's not. I, I think we're all on our, our own journey and there are people along the way that help push us forward. And I think I'm a product of my environment and my path and what I have in eat. And I think that's true of you and David and, and Carrie. And I think that's more in keeping with my thinking. Like, I don't want to be labeled as anything, but I do want to be recognized for hard work, my intellect, things like that. So I, I think we just keep taking steps. And, and the important thing is not to stop. I'm going to come back to another quote Seth left us with. The gift you are born with isn't what makes you special. It's the emotional labor you apply to improving upon that gift. And when that happens, we get a little more experience. We earn a little bit more trust. And maybe we get a chance to do it again and again and again. And so, again, it's that I don't think we're looking to be geniuses, but I think we limit ourselves when we think we don't have some genius abilities. I'm going to share a quick story that he shares in the podcast. Again, go listen to the podcast. He does a better job of telling it than I do, but he talks about the jack pine tree. A jack pine grows hundreds of feet tall. It has pine cones on it. 
that grow for about a year, if they get pollinated properly and the female ones are at the top and the male ones are at the bottom or vice versa, if they get pollinated from a different tree properly and then they fall off the tree, then it takes a fire or, or temperatures over 120 degrees to open that pine cone up so the seeds can get into the ground. Then they have to have the right environment to be able to germinate and grow. And if one of them lands sooner than the other or something and grows and is an inch taller or two inches taller when the sunlight comes out, then it's going to grow more than the others because it's closer to the sun, quote unquote. And so you multiply that over the years. And I don't think he, what he's trying to say here is it's all about luck. What I, what, what he's saying is it's being in the right place at the right time with the right opportunities and then capitalizing on them. If that tree decided it didn't want to grow today or it wasn't going to put in the effort of growing today, then it's going to get overshadowed by the other trees and it's going to, well, in that situation, it's probably going to die. So I'm going to say that that's preparation meeting opportunity and that's where the magic is. Luck. Preparation. Pre- whatever you just said. <laughs> you are so funny. I, I do think it's the preparing, though. It's preparing ourselves and accepting the lessons that come our way. You know, and I will tell you, Seth in particular, I met Seth quite a few years ago. It was at an eBay convention and he was the speaker. And I giggled because I went into and sat in the back of the room. I'd never heard of him. I didn't didn't have any idea who he was. And when he started talking about things that were different, because that's what he was talking about. He was talking about humaning together. He was talking about doing business as humans. He was talking about so many things that he still talks about now. But I look at that and I think a lot of people were there. They only wanted to know the formula. Like, just tell me the formula to, you know, to to make a million dollars. That's all they wanted. They didn't want to know how to do the efforting. They didn't want to know how to do the ratcheting. And, and I look at this podcast now, which I haven't even heard it yet, David, but I look at the, this and the influence it's had on you. And I think the influence he had on me, even all those years ago, it, he is planting a lot of seeds and preparing a lot of ground for all of us to, to grow. He's, he has prepared a lot of places for us to believe that we can do something that no one else has told us we can so I do feel like a on that thing of, I think, effort, efforting is the preparing whatever we need to do for us to prepare, be a better human, better leader, better business owner. And then when those opportunities come, it does make us look brilliant. It does make us look like a genius. And the truth is it was the efforting before that caused us to grow above the crowd. And, and I have to tell you, Seth Godin is one of the people that made me fall in love with marketing in a sense that he speaks about it in plain terms of life and, and get rid of all the hype, get rid of all the crazy things or manipulative or whatever tactics there are about it. He talks about that fundamental, what you're doing with people and 
and he's like one of my favorite authors and and I have like almost every book he's ever written. It's just like he's a real person who who is not afraid to speak the truth about what it is. It's all relationships. It's all what you choose to do with your your skill, what you choose to how you choose to use it and and all this other hype is not worth the effort. You know, like it really is not true. And so he talks about truth so much and it's, I just love him. So we could go on. So is this episode permission to be a genius or permission to effort or what is, what is this episode, David? It's permission to be Seth Godin. <laughs> we, we love Seth Godin. That's what it is. <laughs> I think, I think this episode is, is permission to realize your genius. And then let people figure that out because again, none of us typically are geniuses. It's just not believing that you're not wait. It's just believing. Yeah. I said it right the first time. <laughs> so genius is a scale. Like genius is something that we humans have put a scale together and said, if you're at this level, you're a genius. If you're not at this level, you're less than a genius. And I think therein lies the biggest problem is when we are comparing yes. what we have with someone else, we're going to fail every time. Because even if you rank higher on the genius scale, do I rank higher on the efforting scale? So I do feel like that that is a Stop. Just stop labeling people in a way that harms other people. Stop labeling the person that now they've got to live up to something and they don't even know what it means. Like if, if you really believe you're a genius, a true genius, do you stop efforting because you've arrived, you've at, you're at the top of the scale. And I think that's detrimental just as much as not believing you're a genius is if you have arrived, why do you make any more effort? So I don't ever want to think I am smarter than anyone else. I am efforting more than a lot of people, but I am not smarter than anyone else. I've heard people use the term, and I think I've heard this said out loud. He, he, she, whatever, brings a certain genius to their craft, whatever that is. And, and I think the idea, again, go. let's go back to my original thought about Babe Ruth or any of these people that we've talked about, if today I was a genius at making buggy whips for our horse and buggies that we don't have, it doesn't really matter. Sure. I did a great job at making whatever that is. And maybe that can, the, the idea can be applied to something else, but it's really kind of comes into what is the market and what is the next thing that we need to, as a society or as a group of people, or as a, as your small group of people that you function in and around, it's just, what do we bring to the table to that group? So I'm going to say, knowing what the surroundings are, the pain points around you is a major part of efforting, Yeah, efforting on building a better car, that's one thing. If you're efforting on building a better horse buggy and nobody does the horse buggy, then maybe you need to rethink your genius. <laughs> I'm just sure. saying. Well, I mean, people like and dislike Elon Musk, but I mean, he is efforting the Hades out of a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's just really a focus that he has 
to do more, be better, and make things better, easier, whatever for those around him. So if you are a genius, or if you don't think you're a genius, or you want to learn how to be a genius, because we can teach you. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Maybe not that one. Wait, go back. Rewind. <laughs> Info at yourpermissiontowin.com is where we want to hear your stories. And if you've got stories that you want to share, or you want to be a guest, we would love to have you. Maybe, maybe not. We'll decide that later. <laughs> if it's just so bad. Just put the effort in and email David. Yes, effort. Right. This is all we're asking for. Send us your genius so we can capitalize on it. The genius in the subject line. <laughs> so funny. Denise, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you, guys. It was great fun. Yes. You're just great to be with. And Carrie, thank you always. You you are the secret co-host that David won't put your name on the on the flyer, apparently. <laughs> well, maybe because I'm not a genius yet. Maybe maybe that's what's going on. Uh-huh. Get the wrong last name, that's all. There you go. That's the problem. <laughs> she changes her name, then she's allowed on the bed. I could I could do that. I think it's eighty eight dollars. I could do that. It is. I think that is. It's about what it is over here too. Just do it one country and not another, like just in the U.S. or something. Or oh my goodness! Oh, I could. We're gonna effort in a different way and see y'all next episode. How's that? Carrie's our DBA, Carrie White. Thanks for spending time with David and Kim and Carrie. Now it's your turn to explore permission in your world. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about the show, please email info at yourpermissiontowin.com. And although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission, in the form of a five-star rating and review, will help keep the show going. Until next time, here's your permission to win. Mm -hmm.